Welcome to State of Utah, presented by Silicon Slopes Commons. My name is Clint Betts. That's where you say your name. My name is Elizabeth Converse. Liz is here. Liz, there's a lot of things going on. we got a vice presidential debate that's being held in the greatest state in the country, Utah. Yep. How do you feel about it? Uh, nonplussed. You feeling good? You feel excited? What do you do? Like, before a big debate, what do you do? I drink half a bottle of wine to make mm. it, you know. Pre-game. Yeah, well, you tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like tailgating is like a much more like community driven thing where people get together and get mm. excited about the game that's coming up. I more just like self medicate, I feel mm. like, to make sure that I can get all the way to the end. Throw some hot dogs on the barbecue. Oh, yeah. Pull out some Diet Millers. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing takeout and wine tonight. Yeah. Pre. And then just get ready. Yep. Get ready to rumble. Yep. Because it's going to be, what is it going to be? <laughs> That's a really good question. What is it going to be? It's going to be something, and it's probably going to be something very, very different than what we saw in the presidential debate. Uh, a little bit better? I hope so. I don't even know what better means. I don't either. Yeah. I get, like I feel like it all goes back to that, like, what's the purpose of a debate kind of thing. But Well, uh, there's a debate happening. It's in Utah. Has this ever happened before? No. Vice presidential debate in Utah? Nope. Would have been cooler to have a presidential debate. Yeah, it would have. But, you know, there was a lot of security involved in that. Seems likely that one of these two could be president in the future. Yeah, very likely. In particular, Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. Is it Kamala or is it Kamala? I'm so bad at names. Yeah, it's, it's I'm, I'm really bad at it, too. I had to hear her say it a couple of times, and I still might be wrong. There's a very real possibility I'm completely wrong on that. So are there things that you would ask the candidates? So the there was like a competition for people to submit essays on questions to essays. Ask, ask the candidates. Yeah, really? yeah. So like all different ages. Gives me college flashbacks. Oh, man, it's, it's pretty traumatizing. And the D-News had... Um, uh, like at least a little bit of the background and then the questions, but really who needs the background? If they're reading the whole background, the candidates will not have a chance to answer, which I think is right. going to be interesting. But like the first question was from an elementary school kid that's asking about migrant workers and like how will either administration protect migrant workers, which I think is really, really, really interesting coming from like a Utah, you know, hmm third or fourth grader um so that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to watch and then the second question i feel like kind of gets to the core issue it says how is your presidency going to unite and heal our country and like this is a vice presidential debate Mm. it's not a presidential debate and while we all might assume that these people have a high probability of taking over they are not president and i don't really think it's fair to ask someone who's primary constitutional responsibility is the tiebreaker in the Senate to Hmm. ask how that individual is going to unite and heal our country. Well, I don't think Pence is going to be president um, unless something weird happens between now and January. Or if Trump wins re-election, who knows? It doesn't seem like he's going to win. Polls are looking terrible for him. And I know people say, like, oh, the polls looked terrible for him last time, too. These are really, really bad. Yeah. The, The stretch is pretty different. Yeah. Um, but Kamala seems like almost guaranteed given if Biden wins, this guy's so old. Yeah. They're all old though. He's old. I think she's, she's like the youngest out of the four, but 
Yeah, most presidential candidates. Why is everybody so old? Pretty far up there. I don't know, because like the legal requirement is that you have to be thirty-five years of age. Mm. So I mean, come on, guys, let's get some let's get some like millennials in there. Yeah, yeah. Let's have millennials run for president. Millennials suck. <laughs> uh, I think I'm a millennial. You are. So yeah. am I. Yeah, yeah. millennials. We're suck. both millennials. <laughs> what else? What else would you ask them? Um. So another one was about education funding, and these are all. I got to be honest, kind of liberally slanted questions, mm. which I... D-News is a liberal outlet. It was super liberal, just crazy left-wing nonsense mm-hmm. comes out of the D-News all the time, regularly. Mm-hmm. But I was really interested that a lot of these questions seem to have that kind of left-leaning slant. Hmm. Well, uh, that just goes to show that the upcoming generation is left-wing, liberals, socialists, mm-hmm. communists. What's that phrase? If you're not a Democrat when you're young, you don't have a heart. And if you're not a conservative when you're old, you don't have a brain. Yeah. I think that's what that was. Reagan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this, this vice presidential debate is, is going to be one for the books for sure. And I think specifically because currently our sitting president and the president who is currently running for re-election has the virus that has shut down the world. Has the old COVID-19. He definitely does. And for whatever reason, Mike Pence really didn't want to uh, take the safety precautions that were Yeah, what's this plexiglass stuff? Yeah, so if you watch ESPN, it's all over ESPN. They have plexiglass separating all of their commentators, and it's, um, it's just another safety precaution. So especially while they're not wearing masks, um, they can talk more I always just felt accurately. that was for show. Does that do anything? Plexiglass? Yeah. yeah, it does. It stops spit. So, like, if there was plexiglass right in front of us right now, we might be able to How see. How many times have I spit on you? Oh, God. Who knows? Damn it. These are, these are like sorry. moisture droplets that you can't We need see. plexiglass in between here. Apparently we do. We definitely do. But, yeah, so he was, like, the vice president was super resistant to it, even though it was suggested by the people who are you know, putting on these debates. And so he finally acquiesced. But um, it's it's just kind of strange. The resistance to safety measures is kind of bizarre, in my opinion. Mm. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, the Trump getting COVID has been fascinating to watch. Um, his whole hospital trip, oh. the Marine One trips that we're seeing, mm. the... The cool video he puts out, like, ah, oh, look at me leaving the hospital, and I took my mask off when I got to the... I don't care. It's all stupid. It's weird. It's, it's just bizarre. Dumb. It's all so strange. It's all enabled by the media, which we're not going to talk about the media very much. I think we did that last time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't talk about it all the time. I uh, mean, I'm pretty sure you could talk about it all the time. If you could, you could start your very own show just about critiquing the media. I think that that would work out really well for you. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Uh, so vice presidential debate happening in Utah at the University of Utah campus. First time it's ever happened in Utah, according to Liz. I did not fact check that before. We don't fact check things here. It either happened before or didn't. It doesn't matter. It's happening tonight. And, uh, people are going to watch it, I assume. I would hope so. But my recommendation, don't watch it. Yeah. Just come back next week. You've got Major League Baseball playoffs going on right now. My Dodgers took a 1-0 lead against the Padres. Nice. Things are looking up. And the Lakers won last night. Lakers won last night. One more for Kobe. Woot, woot. Let's, uh, let's focus on the things that matter. Yeah. MLB playoffs, NBA finals. You've got football back in full swing. NFL's back in full swing. You've got college football coming back. Even the Utes are going to play, which they weren't at the beginning. So, like, yeah, focus on the things that matter. Who cares about this? Bring joy into your life. Yeah. We got BYU playing well. Now they've played uh, just total crap opponents. But uh, Zach Wilson looks good. 
How do you, how do you think Zach Wilson looks, Liz? I have no idea. I don't watch BYU. You know that. He, he, he knows that. He's being shameful right now. However, I was just told that my Oklahoma State Cowboys are doing pretty well. Hmm. So I'm Old holding T on to Boone that. Old T-Boone Pickens team. Oh, yeah. Old T-Boone. Go Pokes. Uh, all right. So go, the debate's happening. Do it or don't. Who cares? Don't um, do it. Don't do it. All right. So what, what else are we talking about? We're talking about um, a poll that came out in the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, yeah, so there was a poll that we have a really interesting situation um, at the Salt Lake Tribune where there is a reporter who is hired specifically to write only about women's issues in the state of Utah, which I think is kind of a cool idea. Um, and hmm. she's funded primarily by a grant, I believe. But so she's been doing articles for over a year now um, about the state of women in Utah. And this most recent one came out and found that um, there's not a lot of women in local office. So like city council, city managers, like town councils, that kind of stuff. But there, I mean, we have a decent rate at the state level, but we were kind of slipping up when you go a little bit lower. So 29.1% of leadership roles across Utah's 240 cities and town are women. Yep. Uh, there's 247 cities and towns in Utah. Um, that's considerably lower then representation in county governments, which are at 42.5, and state government, which is 39.3. What does that mean? What does all this mean? Uh, more women need to run for lower offices. You know, I think, so. yeah, absolutely. Women shouldn't hold leadership positions. Why not? But my, my, my thing is, like, nobody should really do it. <laughs> well, you're an anarchist. You just want to burn all government down to the ground. Uh, I don't know why anyone would want these roles. They, Male or female. I think, it, I mean, clearly it's important, right? <laughs> Why do you have to say that? You don't have to say that. <laughs> I do, though. What the, this is our the, show. Who are you no, trying to... No, 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 no. I, I will always be a proponent for local government. Like, that is, that's going to be the things that, like, actually impact everybody's day-to-day -day lives way more than the nonsense that we're seeing at the federal mm. level. And um, I went to a training forever ago from Real Women Run, which is a Utah organization that yeah. encourages is women. Yeah, that Pat run. Jones's yeah. outfit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and several other people. And sh the the discussion was about like how many times it takes um, asking a woman to run before she'll run. So like you can walk up to a guy and be like, "I really think you should run for office," and then they will consider it and like weigh their options and decide whether or not they want to do that. For women, you have to ask them three different times, and you have to be really, really direct. I want you to run for office. Hmm. And you have to say that three times. So I think that's kind of reflective in local government. And we're kind of seeing that um, bear out in the numbers right now. Hmm. Let's try it. I want you to run for office, Liz. You're not nearly the first person to ask, and I will always I want have the you same to answer. run for office, Liz. I'm that's good. Twice. Nope. That's twice. Nope. I want you to run for office, Liz. That's three. Now you have to say yes. No. According to the research. No. <laughs> Listen, I didn't even come up with the survey. <laughs> no. According to Real Women Run, you have to nope. run now. No, I don't. No, I don't. All right. So, yeah, that sucks. More women should run. Um, my advice stay away from it, though. Male or female. Clint's giving Sounds a lot awful. of love to local politics right now. Sounds awful. Do you, no, do you hear state this? Salem, politics, Salem county officials, politics. Salem officials, Clint Betts is is just trash talking the crap out of you guys. I hate Salem officials. <laughs>
They're just my neighbors and good friends. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, so yeah, let's try to improve that. And then finally, we're going to talk about Mike Lee. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So Mike Lee has COVID, which is not actually what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Mike Lee's attack of Netflix for Ooh. this movie, Cuties. Cuties. I've heard that. Yeah. So to full disclosure, I've not watched it. My husband watched it yesterday and he said that there were parts that definitely like felt icky to him, mm-hmm. but that that was intentional. Like you're supposed to be in a place where you're uncomfortable with what these girls are doing and what they're mimicking and what they're Mm. going through to kind of show um, how negatively social media is impacting young girls in in the world today. So Mike Lee seems to think that it is just pedophilic propaganda, Hmm. which comes from a very far-right QAnon experience where somebody at some point said Netflix is part of that cabal that supports child pornography and child sex trafficking and all that jazz. And that's insane. Um, But Mike Lee has decided, and I don't think he's seen the movie. Like there, there've been a couple interviews with him where he's straight up said that he hasn't seen the movie. Yeah, it sounds awful. Well, it won awards at Sundance and like it's, it's, it's meant to explain the culture of what's going on right now in the world and hmm. like how it's impacting the next generation. Um, Again, though, the MLB playoffs are on. <laughs> you've got football. You've got NBA finals. I don't know why anyone's watching Cuties on Netflix. I'll let your supporters at Sundance know that you don't give a <laughs> shit about them either. I know. <laughs> I don't care about Sundance. That's true. No, but it's it's interesting because I feel like Senator Lee is like kind of making this his stand this year is this hmm. anti- Child pornography, which is good, but directed at Netflix, which honestly seems like, I mean, Netflix is a pretty big target. It's really easy to hit a big target. It's less easy to actually prevent child sex trafficking. Yeah, our organization had Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix, uh, here a couple of years ago. It didn't seem like he was into that type of stuff, but who knows? Yeah. I don't care. If if uh, Mike Lee is spreading the word around less pedophilia and child pornography, I don't care. Yeah, it's just I'm fine with it. It's just actually I do care. I'm, a, a I want little, him to do that. It's a little time consuming. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know anything about. I, I I try not to follow this. You know, cuties like whatever's trending on Twitter. I just assume is not worth my time. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a pretty good way of living. Yeah, but good for him. Are we are we proud of him or are we not proud of him? I don't know. Um, I don't even know how to think of that. I think it's a waste of his time. Oh, okay. I think especially as somebody who's well, he's a, battling COVID. Well, and he's a he's a he's about to suggest confirmation of a Supreme Court justice. I feel like he's got better things to do than like mm. yell at Reed Hastings and Netflix about a movie he hasn't even seen. He seems like a good guy. He, he was. He was really nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, all right. Well, whatever. Uh, Mike Lee's up for re-election in 2022? I think so, yeah. So he's probably okay. He's got a ways. He's got, who's going to run against him, do you think? Oh, I have no idea. You think John Huntsman will run against him? That could be a really interesting race. It'd be weird because Mike Lee endorsed John in the primary, and they're close, so that'd be odd. Is John Huntsman not close with anyone in the Utah political world, either side Spencer of the Cox. aisle? Oh well, I mean, yeah. Governor Herbert. <laughs> give it, give it like, give it like six months. That'll that relationship will heal, heal post election. I have no doubt. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see who runs against Mike Lee. Who knows? Um, but I could see John Huntsman doing it if he uh, if he wants it. It'd be odd. It'd be odd for him to run against somebody who 
put themselves on the line for him. I'm just not sure that he as a person wants to run for office again. Oh yeah, he does. Really soon. What are we talking about? I know, but like, I mean, I don't know. Lick your wounds, figure out what your next step is, kind of thing. What else is there? I mean, he got he got trounced in the primary. Like, no, I didn't get trounced. He barely lost. I mean. He did not do nearly as well as they thought. That he Huge did. upset, for sure. Yeah. John Huntsman should have won that race. It's crazy that he didn't, but it was close. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fascinating. I, I think when you get in that world of being a candidate, a politician, you've been elected a couple times, I don't think you can get out of it. Have you ever seen yeah. anyone get out? Who no. gets out? Only really rich people who retire and like leave. Yeah, I don't... Like they'll leave their home. There's something intoxicating, I guess. When I go to the Capitol, it creeps I mean, me out. It's power. Yeah. Even even if it's minimal power that like the vast majority of the country doesn't actually give two hoots about, it is power. Mm. It's like people have never been outside or again watch the major league baseball playoffs or NFL. NBA or yeah. NBA. I don't get why anyone would want power when you can just sit in front of a TV and watch cuties on Netflix. You are you gonna watch it? I probably will, yeah. I'm not going to. It sounds disgusting. <laughs> I think you should. You have daughters. <laughs> Sounds sick. It it might help you further understand their day-to-day experience mm-hmm. in the world of social media. One thing that I think is interesting, broader than whatever this movie is, there is a, going to be a big tech battle coming up soon. Oh, yeah. And Netflix will be a part of that. There already is yes. one with Google. Yeah. Um, Facebook's going to be there. There will be government versus big tech. And it is fascinating to see the way big tech is putting their stamp on the current election. You see these Facebook ads telling people to vote. Yeah. There must be something going on. Oh, I definitely think there's something going on. I, I think part of it is, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So a lot of these organizations um, did reviews within months of the 2016 election and realized what role, if any, they played in influencing voters or suppressing voters. And I think that's a really big issue. But again, these are platforms that people opt into and utilize as individuals. So it's really hard for me to hate on these companies in any way when, in all reality, the vast majority of the negative things that are happening with these companies are people who refuse to do the research on their own. It's the click and share, click and share, click yeah, and share. Yeah, you had uh, our president, the COVID guy, he sent out a tweet saying repeal Section 230, which is, um, I'm actually not super familiar with 230. I need to do more uh, research on that. But it's basically what allows these tech companies to not get sued for defamation or things that are published on their platform. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm not sure that I agree with that. I'd have to, again, I have to do more research on that. There is this interesting debate around whether or not these social media companies should just be classified as public utilities. Mm -hmm. I think that's fascinating. Again, I don't know where I stand on that. I don't do research. (laughs) I just watch sports. I do lots of research. Yeah. So we should talk about that one of these days. Well, I, I, I think it's interesting. Media has specific regulations and social media does not. And I think, um, like just this week, there was a campaign ad against um, Congressman Ben McAdams that was pulled. It was it was created and paid for by a super PAC, not the Owens campaign at all. Mm. But it straight up lied. And so all of these um, media outlets had to pull this ad from their airwaves, which I think was the responsible thing to do. But social media is not at all held to that same standard. Mm. So... 
for instance, if the president tweets something that is completely untrue or, cont- or completely out of context, um, they those tweets just kind of live. And those tweets travel way faster, way faster than the truth often does. Yeah, speaking of this, uh, Ben McAdams, Burgess Owens race, which seems to be the closest. Oh, yeah. Of all the, like, there well, was a poll that came out, like, Spencer's up by, like, 30 points. Uh, that one's over. Yeah, that one's done. And that one's been done since the since the primary. But I think the interesting thing with um, Owens and Burgess is that's one of the closest races in the whole country. Like, Utah, mm. for the past several election cycles, has had a seat that has been watched nationwide. I just looked at rear clear of politics. There's only been two polls. Deseret News did both of them. Um, the latest one has McAdams up four. Yep. Which has got to be within the margin of error or close to it. So that's a very close race. Yes, very. Who do you think wins? McAdams. Just squeaks it out. Yeah, it's really hard to unseat an incumbent. And I, yeah, it's not like. They are advertising like nobody's business. They both are. It's crazy. And there's so many super PACs advertising on behalf of both of them as well. It's, it's kind of wild. There is not. A, a sports game that I can watch without, you yep. know, seeing both yeah, of their I see faces. Him all the time. Yeah. Burgess, I keep hearing about his bankruptcies. That seems to be a big talking point on the McAdams side. Yeah, I think so. Why do we care about that? I don't know. I don't know why I care about anything. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> it's like, all right. He, had, he was bankrupt, I assume. If anyone else is feeling this pandemic apathy, please call your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> this is the least of my concerns right now. Yeah, but the, the CD4 race is definitely one to watch for absolutely everybody. And if you're in CD4, get out and vote. Don't mm. care who you vote for. Get out and vote. Vote. Or don't. I don't even care about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll talk to everybody on Wednesday. Oh, let's let's preview Sunday show. Yeah. So for a little bit of Sunday show, we're going to be talking about Amendment G. So I know that sounds very sexy. And guess what? It has to do with taxes and how we spend <laughs> them. Wild. It's just it's going to be the craziest show ever. There's going to be confetti and streamers. There's and sex appeal on the show. There really is. Just tons of it. Tons and tons and tons mm-hmm. of it. So Mike Schultz and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sen- Mike Sexy, he shows up. <laughs> Senator Ann Milner and Brian King and um, Carol Moss, all of whom are elected, current elected officials on their opinions on Amendment G. It's a big, sexy debate. Super sexy. This Sunday. You're going to be shocked. Get ready. It, um, you'll never, it's too hot for TV. It is. It's it too really hot. Is. Yeah. It's way too intense. So Amendment G is what we'll be talking about. It's all about education funding and removing the constitutional earmark. That requires all state income tax to go to education funding. Yep, yep. That's what Amendment G does. Either vote for or against it. Uh, All right, we'll talk about that. And Liz will be back next Wednesday. Liz, came all the way down to Utah County. How do you like it? It it got smoky. It got really smoky on the way down. It's wonderful here, huh? I mean, it's smoky in Salt Lake. It just was beautiful more place. here. What you're saying is it's a beautiful place. Uh, what I'm saying is I couldn't see its beauty because okay. there was so much smoke. Sometimes we like to hide it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When we know somebody from Salt Lake County is coming down. You just hide it. Put up the smoke. Exactly. Smoke machines everywhere. Make sure she doesn't want to live here. Man, is that what county government spends all its money on? Smoke I machines? So. I think so. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. Be in great use. <gasps> Does Young Dumb get their smoke machines for their parties from county government? I hope so. Man... I'm a fan of Young Dumb. That's a controversial statement, but I like Young Dumb. I don't think it's all that controversial. I mean, it's an entrepreneurial team who decided to do something and was doing it before the pandemic and then tried to do it after the pandemic and then got a whole bunch of death threats. So 
People just need to cool their jets. Yeah, if you think young dumb's the problem, get outside. If you think young dumb's go the problem, go to Walmart. <laughs> like, go for just a walk. go look around. Go for a walk. I don't like that they've been attacked the way they have. I also don't really like what they do, but again, the attacks are insane. Yeah. Um, all right, so tune in on Sunday, and Liz will be back on Wednesday. Talk to everybody then.